0: Third Shift presents The Imposters Guide to Gaming, your quick fix for gaming news. Here are your hosts, Eric and Matt. Hello everybody, welcome to another beautiful episode of IG2G. This is episode 25, and as always, I am one of your hosts, Mr. Eric, and with me as per usual is Mr. Matt. Hey, I got an idea. Do you guys love giving away all your things for free? I do. I don't like keeping anything for myself. Or, you know what? Do you like stabbing those very same people that you give the free thing to? I don't know. That sounds interesting.
1: (laughs) Mm. Now we're talking.
0: (laughs) Exactly. Or do you like big, fat pink things that suck lots of stuff up? That sounds pretty entertaining, I think. Yeah? Well, you know what? We got that and a whole lot more in store for you. So stay tuned.
1: Top 5 Releases Starting it off this week, we got a remaster because it's always either a Switch game or a remaster in the top 5 releases. This is Burnout Paradise Remastered, dropping on the 16th of March for only 40 bucks. Developed by Criterion, published by EA. This drops for PS4 and Xbox One. If you don't know Burnout Paradise, I don't know where you've been for the last forever. Even you know Burnout Paradise, and you're not a driving game guy, Eric. I know you do. I don't lie to me. Don't lie to me. (laughs) If you don't know Burnout Paradise, you're in Paradise City. You're driving a car or a motorcycle with the motorcycle DLC that came out ages and ages ago, which I'm sure is packaged into this game because it has all the DLCs and everything. And you're driving around. You're doing races. You're doing crashing. You're doing races. You're doing races and races and races and races. races. So if you don't like driving and racing, you're not going to like this game. And if you like the first one, you're going to like this one. People are saying, hey, you know, they didn't really need a remaster, but it's really, really nice. So, hey, if you want to drive more Burnout on a modern console, get Burnout Paradise Remastered and have yourself a grand old time. woo
0: Next one up is one that I forgot about, but you know what? I'm going to bring it up now because it looks like a lot of fun. And what am I talking about? I'm talking about Pit People. Dun, 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 dun. Developed by The Behemoth. It is out right now as of March 2nd this year for PC. What is this? Well, if you don't know The Behemoth, they're the guys who brought you Castle Crashers and all sorts of other fun games. Mainly, though, Castle Crashers. Everybody remembers that game. Wanky, crazy art, all sorts of goofy antics. What? You don't like the Wank, word wanky?
1: Wanky art? I don't... <laughs>
0: that's not... No. That isn't an acceptable terminology?
1: That is not right. That's not a word. That's not, that's not slang that humans <laughs> use.
0: Well, did I ever say I was human, Matt? I don't believe I've ever once said that I was human. Never once. So, uh, you know, just saying. Just saying. Anywho, it is, it is a wonderful, cool little strategy RPG game. If you like games like XCOM this is going to be something that can get you into this genre, much like uh, Mario and the Rabbids was, but even more so in this one, because in this particular game, and the weird thing about it is, all like all strategy RPGs, they'll set you up on a screen, you take control of three characters, and then you have to go against the bad guys. They set you up in different locales, and then you have to strategically move and place yourself in advantageous locations to do damage to the other team. Real simple. The only wacky part about this is if you go in between two enemies, you no longer have control of your character. It'll start making the decisions for you as to which one to attack. So it it puts in an element of randomness and fun, but it takes out some of the strategy which these games are supposed to have. Mm. So it's a yes, but it's forgiving. There's way more, uh, you know, damage allotted. There's a bunch of yeah. I know, I know, I'm, man. I, I know. gotta move the microphone so I can <laughs> fold my
1: arms and have a grumpy face on. <laughs>
0: But the cool... I don't know, this is the last thing I'm going to say. The cool part that I really thought was really neat about this game, besides this cool artwork and the music and just the fun, goofy story, is the fact that... In this game, instead of having like a sword shield, you can get a guy who has a net. And then if you take out all the baddies except for one, and you want to pick this one, you can net him and capture him, and he joins your team instead. Okay, that's So cool. it allows you to build up, and you can get, this game says you can get over 500 units. So there's a ton of characters to collect and then utilize on your team with their wanky, crazy abilities. You're like, ah, I threw it in there one more time. Ah, get out of here so (laughs) anyways this game is out if you want to dabble your toes into some strategy RPG action and want to do it the easy route this might be something for you to look into it is PC only though so if you got consoles you're out of luck remember pit people check it out
1: now we're going to go from a game that you forgot about to a game that I didn't even know existed this is Assassin's Creed Rogue Remastered dropping on the 20th so coming up as soon as this episode does for only 30 bucks from what I can tell that's pretty good for Xbox One and PS4, developed by Ubisoft, Sofia, Kiev, and Pune, and developed, of course, by Ubisoft. It's a remaster of Assassin's Creed Rogue. If you want to know a little bit more about that, because I think I'm the only person in the entire world who actually played it, stick around later in the episode. I'll give you a heads up.
0: Hey, Matt, can you stretch out your arms for me real quick? Here we go. That looks like a real long reach. (laughs) Ah, har, 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 Hey, that's the title of this next game I'm going to talk about for a half a second. It is The Long Reach. This was developed by Painted Black Games. It's an action-adventure-type game. It's their very first forte into this whole genre, this whole into most anything This is one of their first games they've been working on it's on the switch and this game is out now so get your butts over there and check this one out what is it you ask well you're in current day times and you're the protagonist and you come awake and you find out that this wonky little town some scientific experiment has gone wrong all right and it's your job to figure out what the heck's happening is there any survivors what's going on get the heck out of here So what do you do? You go around, side-scrolling action, checking out clues, finding people who are still alive. Ooh, alive. This is getting weird. Exactly. Because you'll come into some rooms and there'll be people dead, things happening, whatever. You're going to want to get your butt out of there ASAP because there's going to be psychopaths of all sorts of different varieties hunting you down in these particular spots. And you have to stay alive and not be murdered by them and find out, of course, why the heck they got turned into such psychopaths and what's going on. So... It's like a little murder mystery survival type game. It looks like a lot of fun. It looks like something up your alley actually, Matt. It's got the same kind of graphics and vibe as a lot of the games you've been playing it playing lately like uh what's the one? Look in the Woods, uh, Lost
1: in Woods, Night in the Woods. Night in the
0: Woods. There it is. <laughs> Jesus, <Jeez>, oh, Pete. <laughs> it's got the same kind of graphics that it does. Okay. So if You know, you want to dibble your toes into a current-day survival mystery, little 2D beat-em-up, figure everything out, solving puzzles type thing. This might be the title just for you.
1: Last but not least, we got Warhammer Vermintide 2 dropping on the 8th of March. So it's been out for a little while, again, for only 30 bucks. This is developed and published by Fat Shark, available only on PC. And if you want to know more about it, I'm going to talk about it later in the episode but I'm going to give you a little spoiler alert, a little heads up on what it's going to be right here. The title of the Polygon review was Who Needs Left 4 Dead 3 When We Have Vermintide 2? So there you go. If you love Left 4 Dead, you're going to love these Vermintide games. You're going to hear more about this one as I talk about it later in the episode. Number 5
0: Kicking it off today, we've got Kirby Star Allies for the Nintendo Switch, released March 16, 2018, developed by, of course, HAL Laboratory, and published by, who, none other than the Big Dogs Nintendo themselves. This is what we've been waiting for, ladies and gentlemen. This is the fluffy, easy-to-play, having a good time, playing with your children, adventure game we've all been waiting for. The 3DS just pumped one out, but it was only okay... It wasn't what we wanted. This is the one we wanted. And it does not disappoint. You go in, Kirby wakes up under the tree to find out this dark heart's infested all the baddies, turned them all mad and flustered and angry. And a little happy fun heart has went ahead and tagged along with Kirby, which allows Kirby to then go, and instead of sucking up his enemies and absorbing their powers, which of course he can still do... He can also shoot them with his little heart, kiss them, in essence, and now they turn into his allies. So he can have three allies running behind him, using them as assistants, so he can swap between them, using them themse- as, you know, you can use it as yourself, or they can just be behind you, throwing support your way. And of course, this can ensue with all sorts of cool little combos and and kind of Checking out what you know you're going to get into. So say you know up ahead you're going to have some trees and you're probably going to have some unlockables hidden in like the little uh, the wooden stakes and stuff. Well, you're going to want a fire dude with you. So you grab him up. You want the ice block guys so you can climb over the water. That kind of thing. It allows a little bit of fun strategizing in that way, but it's not necessary because as with all Kirby games, they're very, very easy to play. And anything you need for any particular situation, as always, is going to be right there or a screen over. You can absorb the enemy's powers, come back and get what you need in the way of story as i already said it's pretty simple king ddd's out there he's all flustered and angry because of the dark heart Knight's the same thing but you're gonna go and you're gonna absorb their powers you're gonna turn them into your side and you're gonna figure out the mystery behind the dark heart oh goodness and save the day as always the big key here is, as I said, that you get the three people behind you helping you out, having a blast. The The setting and the uh, locales are much the same as within all Kirbys. You're going to visit all the same environments because you're in Kirby land and all that. So beyond the story, which everybody always knows, it's the same kind of th- deal you go through. You'll get through it in a few hours, have a blast with your kids or by yourself if you love Kirby. The, the thing that's going to make this title last a little bit longer is the fact that it has a speedrun mode and it has a boss battle mode, which, of course, can get you in there vying for the fastest times, best times, going up against your buddies, seeing how they can do, how they can fare on the levels. This is where the fun's going to be out after you've beaten the game and had your fun with the story. This is where you're going to stay. This is where you're going to play and have a blast. So if that sounds interesting to you, make sure you get out there and check out Kirby Star Allies. Number
1: four. So next up, I promised a little rundown. I promised some details later in the episode. That time has come. It's time to talk about Assassin's Creed Rogue Remastered. Now, if people are going, what the heck is Assassin's Creed Rogue? I never even heard of that. That's after the PS4 and Xbox One came out. They released Assassin's Creed Unity. But for us scrubby-dub idiot fools who didn't have the money to upgrade to the new systems then, they released Rogue just on 360 and ps3 and i think a pc port came later but that was one that kind of uh in the chronology fell right between assassin's creed 3 where you're like super colonial times new world and assassin's creed unity which was like french revolution times this one kind of falls right in between and the cool thing about it it's not really a spoiler even though it happens in the story because it says so right on the back of the box the cool thing about this one is you start off as an assassin and then turn your back on the brotherhood and become a templar So story-wise, what does that mean? It just means that, like, for a newcomer like me who doesn't appreciate the way Assassin's Creed tells its stories, which is always, we're assassins, we're great. What are we going to do? We're going to go stop those Templars. Why? Because Templars are bad. Why are they bad? Because they're Templars. Okay.
0: Seems legit to me.
1: Yeah, but you actually get to see that, like, as a character, like, hey, I'm a new recruit. Do do do. Hey, why are we doing this thing? What? Why are we? What? What's going on? The thing we tried to do was a bad thing. Hey, okay. And so now the character and you, kind of, because the story's—I don't know how to say it—but the Assassin's Creed story is so thin anyway that it kind of works in this one because you get to see that, like I said, what they're trying to do isn't working out. It's hurting people instead of helping them. So he flips, he's a templar now. The cool thing about it gameplay-wise is that you're actually getting hunted by assassins in certain things or you have to stop people from getting assassinated so you're using your skills to counter the skills that you would normally use in other Assassin's Creed games. Like you can hunt people in like the the hay piles, you can find them hiding in all the little hidey spots, you can see them doing like the leaps of faith and you got to chase them around and all do all that other stuff. So it's kind of a cool reversal of the formula. And the other really cool thing about this is it has all the ship stuff from Assassin's Creed IV: Black Flag. You get your own ship, the Morgan. You're, fl- you're kind of just rolling around in like the coastal waters off of colonial New England. And you get to, you know, blow up ships, hunt whales, do all the ship stuff. Build up your ship. That's what I enjoyed most in this game because, I mean, it's cool ship stuff. I, just, I was just sailing on the open seas. My men were singing shanties. I was putting the frickin' tarps up the frigate sails just woohoo what's that over there gonna go sink those guys what do you want me to go kill a dude no i'm gonna go sink those guys over there sorry
0: i'm too busy too busy just too busy sailing this boat i don't even know what i'm supposed to be doing anymore
1: (laughs) that pretty much is what it came down to i do remember a couple cool story bits that did shake up the kind of new england based Gameplay because the one thing I love about Assassin's Creed games is climbing around on all that old architecture. And if you're in colonial New England, it's a bunch of like boxes and you know, not that much going on. But there were a couple stages, won't spoil anything. But you do go like to Europe, so you're climbing around in an old church at one point, you're doing all kinds of other cool stuff. And then, even when you're back to New England, you're sailing that cool boat around. So, this was one of the few Assassin's Creed games I had a pretty good time with. A lot of them just really fall flat for me, but this one was a nice change of pace you got you got the boat stuff you got colonial New England things, which is you know a cool time period to be checking out and seeing you know the historical characters or side characters doing all their stuff and then, like I said, fighting against assassins and countering their tactics with new tactics and new devices and new stuff that you get in this game that's a lot of fun, so if you've never played it before. Go grab it up, especially if you're all done with Origins or you didn't pick it up or you just want a little bit of Assassin's Creed on the cheap. Like I said, it's only 30 bucks. Go grab it if you haven't played it.
0: Number 3. Speaking of sailing them seas, Matt, I've got the game for you. Hey, let's talk about Sea of Thieves. It is out, as we speak, developed by Rare, the legendary studio behind all of your favorite n64 games in the past published by none other than microsoft studios hence why you only see this title on pc and xbox one which is saddening but you know what i diversified i went out of my comfort blanket and i am the proud owner of sea of thieves on the pc i'm excited so what's this game about? We've talked about it before on IG2G, but you know what? Since it's actually here now in the reels, I'm going to talk about it one more time and try to give you a little bit more than I did last time since they were kind of withholding some details to closer to the chest. So, obviously, as the name implies, you will get yourself a pirate. How do you do this? There's going to be this really cool unlimited character select screen. It's going to whisk around and it's going to provide you with a whole set of pirates to choose from you don't like how those look well press another button and it just redoes a whole nother set for you to look at you don't like them redo it again It has an almost infinite supply of looks and shapes of different pirates for you to pick once you've picked a character you head into the game you go ahead and you decide are you going to get up with three or four friends and have a huge boat or are you going to go with just yourself or maybe one buddy and get a little spooner that's up to you whatever the heck you want whatever the heck you pick I will say this. The smaller boat has two cannons. It is slower than the larger boat, but more maneuverable, obviously. And, of course, it is much easier to sail and control with one person or two individuals now of course a larger boat has better speeds it has many more cannons we're talking i think it has eight cannons if i'm wrong oh well i'll get destroyed but you know what i don't care it's got a whole bunch more cannons however it is much harder to use and utilize correctly with your four three four teammates unless they know what they're doing you do have to make sure you're setting sails, half-mast, full-mast, getting it into the wind, using your anchor when you need to stop and go, obviously steering. And then under deck, we'll have all your supplies. You're going to have your map, in which this is where you go ahead and you choose where you're trying to get to and and also what missions you're going to do. So what you'll do is you go to any of the main outposts, and there'll be three different branches there. One are the gold guys, one are the uh, soul people, and then one is the merchant folk. And you go up to any of those and they give you three different types of quests. The gold guys, of course, will give you, hey, there's a buried treasure over here. Go bring it back to me. And they'll do that by marking the map with an X. Or they'll give you like a little riddle thing and you got to go figure it out and bring them back the gold. That's the first one. Second one, the merchant folk. They want you to transport goods to different locales or find them the goods and bring them back to them. So they'll give you a set amount of time, and then you have to go collect like a gold chicken and a red chicken and bring it back within two days. That's what you do. You go out with the nets and the cages, and you find those two animals, and you bring it, evil. Those evil chickens! I'll get you! <laughs> so you'll bring it back. And then you get your reward, which of course is gold. And then the third type is the soul folks, the mystics. What they want you to do is go out and find, basically, bounty hunt, uh, legendary undead pirate captains and women and whatever you call female pirates. Do they have a different name? I don't think so. S's?
1: <laughs> I don't know. Uh, pirate queens. There you pirate go. Pirate
0: queens. You go out and find. <laughs> pirate queens. Uh, you go out and hunt down these legendary undead pirates, and then you get their skulls after killing them, and then you'll bring those back, and you'll once again receive gold. Well, okay, this sounds pretty neat. What the heck's going on? Well, with the gold, you can, of course, accessorize your character. You can get your pirate all decked out in any sort of gear, whatever you want to do. There's got, They've got fancy, they've got stealthy, they've got build rat stuff. All Sorts of cool customizations for your looks and your firearms, of which are a blunderbuss, a sword, and then you get a, uh, a sharpshooter, a, you know, a, a sniper rifle. But it's, of course, a really janky sniper rifle. But, anywho, that's what you get to work with, and it looks like a lot of fun, it looks pretty neat. It's pretty simple. I will say that the combat itself isn't like some huge crazy thing. Those are literally the three weapons you get. The degree of damage they do doesn't change, as far as I'm aware. It's all the same. Any kind of change you do to the weapon is just for cosmetic appearances only. But the fun is in the adventure of it and sailing around the seas with your crew and completing these missions. Now, the cool catch on this whole thing is that other people will be in this world with you, other pirates. So they can come along. You can recruit them to help you find these wonderful treasures, or you can kill them and steal their treasures. So it's kind of up to you. makes it like a very, very uh, dangerous world to be in. And let me just tell you, being a video gamer, don't trust anybody. Never, ever. Just kill all the pirates you ever encounter. That's my mm-hmm. advice to you because they're going to betray you at some point. And here's the problem. Along with all that, there's these cool things called skull raids. So in the sky, a giant skull will appear, and he'll, the eyes will be flashing green. You'll be able to sail your ship to that particular island that the big skull is under, and there'll be a little skeleton raid going. And what you'll do is you hop off your ship, you go in there, you start killing these skeletons, and they will go through different waves and waves and waves until at the very end a boss skeleton will appear, Once you kill him, he drops a key, which goes into a big treasure room, and there's really cool loot that'll reward you with tons of gold, which, of course, gets you closer to upgrading your stuff. Problem is, as I stated, there's other characters, other players on this world too. You can team up and try to do it together and share the booty in the treasure room, or you can kill everybody and hopefully survive them trying to kill you and the skeletons as well, So you get where I'm going with this. It becomes a huge cluster, and uh, you have to decide if you're going to betray them, if you're going to work alongside of them, or try to betray them at the end, but probably they're thinking the same thing. A lot of fun ensues, or anger, depending on which way it ends up for you, unfortunately. But that's the cool shtick of the whole game, is that you get to interact with people and have a blast killing them and looting and being a pirate. That's exactly what this game is about at its heart, being a pirate. Lastly, besides that, uh, last time I didn't mention that the Kraken is confirmed, he is in the game, and he is treated as a force of nature. So along with storms patrolling the oceans, this Kraken patrols, and when he comes, the water will turn black, and his tentacles will rise up, and he will consume your ship unless you can fight him off, and you will get really cool rewards, apparently, they haven't said what, for fighting him off. But it's not an easy task, and most likely you're going to all end up crushed and your ship lost. So... That's pretty cool. Also, they've added Mm. way more sea life, sharks, bad mermaids, good mermaids. Cool. And they said other surprises await you as well. If I am a soldier, man, come on, man. You just sail the freaking seas with your friends. You speak like an idiot pirate that you're not. It's going to be a blast. I don't like
1: my friends. I don't want (laughs) to spend time with my friends.
0: I know you don't. So all that is in this game. Every last bit of that, and one last thing is you can also upgrade your ships. They're for gold, and it costs a lot of gold. But for a lot of gold, you'll be able to change the uh, you know shape of your ship, what it looks like, the sails. So you can customize those to you know so everybody'll know if they see the hook and the hook and fish, that's Batten and his crew. Oh man, he's coming. <laughs> And if you've got enough rapport and you've gone up in the ranks and done all the good deeds, you can become a legendary pirate and you'll have like a special outpost that you can come into. And then when you emerge, it's like coming out of the waterfall and the whole nine yards and then everybody will see that a legendary pirate's out on the waters and... So there's a lot of rapport, a lot of fun things to do and work towards so far, and they says this will be a game-as-service sort of deal, so there'll be DLCs and upgrades and new events for different holidays, etc., etc. I think it's going to be fantastic. I'm on board. A few of us are on board. I recommend all of you get on board, especially if you have an Xbox One, because if you have the Xbox Game Pass, then you get to play this for free. So, there's really no excuse for a whole bunch of all you know, you Xbox One owners out there. I wish I had an Xbox One and, of course, had this Game Pass and could just roll in for this for nothing, but I still think it's worth every penny. Number two.
1: Next up, we got another fantastic game you can play with all your buddies. I told you I was going to talk about it earlier. I'm talking about it now. It's Warhammer Vermintide 2. And as I've already told you when I talked about it earlier in the episode, if you like Left 4 Dead you're going to love the style game. It's basically the same idea. You and a bunch of other characters, you're going through 13 linear levels, and during the levels, you're doing all kinds of stuff. You're doing puzzles. You, obviously, there's a bunch of combat all the way through. Sometimes you're like guarding a thing for a while before it can move on to the other thing. But 13 individual, unique, linear levels, and you're playing through with a whole cast of crazy characters. There are five characters to choose from, and unlike Left 4 Dead... They're all unique, or they have unique special abilities. Like, maybe one guy's proficient in heavy two-handed weapons. The other person is a fire mage. This person's good at this, that, or the other thing. And the other thing that's cool is you have these five characters, but each of them has two distinct unlockable subclasses, or alternate skill trees, basically, where if you don't like playing as the big tanky dude, who is really good with heavy weapons. In his unlockable class, maybe he's really good with ranged weapons, and you're getting ammo back for each headshot that you do. So it's it's pretty cool. You can kind of diversify the way you want to play. Each of these characters has levels, skill trees, abilities to unlock, all kinds of other crazy stuff. So it's it's basically taking the Left 4 Dead formula, where everyone was the same, you were just playing a different skin, and now it's it's upping it up. So you have more reason to play through it more with your favorite character, or if you like where this character is going in one way but want to unlock a new playstyle, you can do that eventually. This game's mostly built around heavy, meaty, gory, like, brutal melee combat. If you know Warhammer, if you know Warhammer 40,000 especially, that's what it's all about. That's what this is about, too. You're mowing through hordes of rat men, zombie people, all kinds of crazy stuff, having a big, just violent, awesome fun time with your buddies. And of course, like Left 4 Dead, you're getting unique enemies in there every now and then. There's like a rat man who can hook you and pull you in. There's characters that can throw like poison clouds down. So it's, I mean, it's basically the good stuff from Left 4 Dead put in here and then amped up even further. Now, as we're talking about... You know, there's unlockables, there's skills, there's all this other stuff. There's also loot in this game. You can get new weapons, and then you can get new weapons of higher levels. You can also get, like, trinket pieces. I don't think you can get armor pieces that will, like, change the look of your character. I mean, it's first person, so it wouldn't really matter that much. But you're getting, like, necklaces and rings and all that other accessory-type stuff to buff up your stats a little more. And the cool thing, or the maybe not-so-cool thing... Depends on how you want to think about it. There are loot boxes in this game because you're getting loot, but it's not microtransaction loot boxes. You can't buy loot with any money. And the way that you get loot boxes is at the end of the stage, you get loot boxes depending on how well you did. Some of the cool things about it are they only will unlock loot for the character that you played. So if you're playing as the big heavy bruiser guy, you're not going to be wanting to get a bunch of stuff for the little fire mage. And you're not going to. You play as the bruiser guy, you get stuff for the bruiser guy. I've heard that the loot is kind of, other than weapon types, it's not all that exciting. But, you know, it's free. You get it for free for playing the game. It's not a big deal. The other cool thing you can do with these loot boxes is as you're going through the stage, you can get tomes. You can find tomes like you know, do a jumping puzzle over here or unlock a hidden door in the back, get a tome, and that will upgrade the loot you're going to get at the end of the game. I think there's three tomes and then, like, two special grimoire books. So you can really upgrade your loot as long as you know where to look. But the cool thing is it's a really risk-reward system because if you pick up a tome, you have one less slot for a healing item. And you're going to need those healing items because combat's brutal, it's vicious, there's hordes, of rat men everywhere... And then the Grimoires are even more special because you got to do more stuff to get them. And once you pick one up, it'll lower the max health of all your teammates just across the board. So you can really decide how much risk you want to take on in order to get those better rewards. So again, it's just another layer onto that Left 4 Dead formula. Whereas it was just run around and if you wanted to be hard, you'd shoot the witch. Here, if you want it to be hard, go get some Tomes, go get some Grimoires fight through, have just a brutal, you know, tough, rough time to get through it. But once you do, maybe you got like a level 59 sword instead of your level 15 that you were carrying around. You can really upgrade it. Risk-reward is always fun. So I keep mentioning her, the Fire Mage. Sounds like her, her base setup, at least, is really cool. Because, you know, she's got melee abilities, but then her ranged attack is you know fireballs or whatever but as you use your ranged attack she has like a heat mechanic the more you use it the more she'll overheat it'll it'll buff up her abilities but if you go too far she can like overheat and like explode in a big nova but then it drains most of your health you're lying there collapsed for a couple seconds so if it's like a you know oh my gosh we really got to clear out this wave or we really got to down this boss really quick you can kind of game it and you know build her up build her up build her up boom and then hopefully survive, or your buddies can throw a healing item or something like that. So it's not just, I'm a tank, I'm a ranger, I'm an axe berserker guy. There's some cool classes, there's some cool characters, there's some cool ways to unlock different ways to play. So you're not just... Well, I picked up a sword and just swing the sword. Like in Left 4 Dead, you just picked mm-hmm. up a weapon and you just used the weapon. Here, you are a character who has specialties according to the weapons that you get. And you unlock different classes. You unlock different skill trees. You can reassign your skills at any time. So if you know this one's, you're going to go up against t- a super tough boss. You can get a lot of DPS. Swap around your tanky build for more DPS build. It sounds super fun, super accessible, even though it is kind of a difficult game. You know what I'm saying? If you, if you like Left 4 Dead, if you like these Horde-style games, if you like co-oping, if you like playing with your buddies, if you like dirty, grimy, disgusting rat men, this is the game for you. Go get Vermintide 2.
0: Number 1.
1: And so, last but not least, we got a fun news item here, as in amongst some bad news, some good news has come out of it. We've talked before on Third Shift Proper, and I think a little bit on IG2G, about games like Paragon shutting down all the hero shooters slash Overwatch kind of wannabe stuff that's get, that's failing and not doing that great. So I've seen in the news this morning, Monday as we're recording this, that with Paragon dying, Epic Games has taken all the characters and all the assets of Paragon and has put them up for free on the Unreal Marketplace. So if you were a fan of Paragon, if you really love those characters, you can just go to the Unreal Marketplace right now and just, if you like Bobby the Sol- Soldier Man, you can just download him and just use him in your Unreal stuff. Just for free, just The whole thing. He's got his voice acting, his animations, his character rig, his whole thing. I just thought that was freaking awesome and freaking amazing and what more of these companies should be doing.
0: I agree. It it comes to something we've talked about before, which is game preservation, especially on uh, the games-as-a-service part of the show because when these games go off and the servers shut down, typically they disappear from the face of the earth uh, because well, they can't just give you the game and allow you to run it on private servers because you're using the intellectual property, blah, 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 blah. There's all sorts of issues. This is like a perfect roundabout way to at least keep the characters and such alive for a game that's shutting down. By doing what you just said, by putting it up on the real market, people can go buy this character model, use them in any sort of doofy little fun thing they're creating or having fun with, And then you can remember that character. They can make side stories, you know, make-believe, whatever side stories about them. And if you enjoyed them, you can go play that, have fun with it, and just all in all have a good time with these characters that you've come to know and love. They're not gone now. Like you said, the voice acting's all there. The model's all there. And you can utilize it or just have it in the back end of your computer for whatever reason you could possibly want it, even if you don't intend to make something or have fun with it. Just there. For the sake of history and remembrance. I think that was a cool move on their part and especially the free part. That's fantastic. It just goes to show once again that there's no ill will. They they are genuinely sad, genuinely sad that this didn't work out or pan out the way they'd hoped it was gonna, but a business is a business and they had to do what they had to do, but they're they're definitely doing right by the customers, I think.
1: Yeah, 100% agree with that. I mean, how cool would it be? I mean, obviously, I could not do this kind of stuff, but if you can just download that character and then, you know, make your, like you said, make your own stories, whether it's in a game or a YouTube video or in, any kind of thing, you know, you can just play around with that character. Or, hey, look, here's how they made those characters work. I'm an aspiring game student. I would like to get into that someday download the piece and, you know, figure out how that animation rig works, figure out how texturing works, you know, what triggers go in, where to do the what whatever the kind of thing. That's super cool. And like you said, I mean, it just keeps, it keeps the characters alive. It keeps the game alive in the hearts and minds of the memories, and it keeps good faith with your customers where, it, like we've said before, it's not just pull the plug and you never get to see it again because I said so. Now it's, well, we had to, pull the plug, and make the game itself go away, but here's everything you could want from it. So you can figure out a way to make it if you really want to do it. I think it's fantastic.
0: Yep, definitely a good move on their part. As you said in the very beginning, I hope that more companies start to do this type of thing, especially with the online games, so that, they, so that way at least part of that game can be preserved forever and not just forgotten to on un, un, unforgiving time, at unforgiving time.
1: So, hey, with that last bit of good news, it's time to wrap it up. Imposters wrap up. So, what kind of good news do you guys have for us? You can tell us. The email at info at thirdshift. You can tweet at us at ThirdShiftME. me. You can find us on Facebook under Third Shift. Send us questions. Send us comments. Send us concerns. Send us any kind of thing you want. Even if you just want to say hi, we're anxious to hear from you.
0: And I want to see some Third Shift action going on. We're going to be up in that Sea of Thieves coming up soon. I want to see you guys out there, guys and girls, posting some cool pics. Send us uh, some, you know, images our way or some cool moments you've had in that game because. I'm pumped. I'm stoked. I'm ready to go killing people on the open seas.
1: I want to see pictures from Joe's of your dead corpse. You and Danny both dead on the beach where he shelled you after you got off the boat. And he went, Ha ha, Betrayal. And you went, No. I'll
0: send him to the brig, Matt. I'll send him to the brig forever.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and of course, this podcast <laughs> drops every two weeks on Tuesday. So we'll be back in your ear holes on the third of April for our very next episode You can find those episodes on iTunes, on Stitcher, and on Podbean. And, of course, as always, if you like what we're doing and you'd like to help us out, please give us a like, a rating, a review, a comment, a subscription, any kind of good thing on any one of those good services because it does help us out and we really do appreciate it.
0: Indeed we do. We also have a wonderful Patreon set up. So if you like what you hear, like what we're doing, please, please head on over there, check it out, put in a buck, put in five bucks, whatever the heck you think that laugh or that goofy joke was worth throw it our way it helps us and improves the show gets us what we need to keep the lights on and the motivation to keep rocking it out to our existing patrons as always a big thank you we appreciate you guys and gals very very much and we hope to keep doing our very best for you
1: absolutely and with that i don't think there's anything else to say but don't forget to forget to say